0: Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. We're back from the buy OJ Howard with some great stuff. Actually, after the player show, uh, Mark looks up uh, some stats or uh, what were you looking? What exactly did you look up to see all o. the J. information
1: Howard? about the OJ Howard foul ball catch at uh, whatever the field is where the Braves not Braves where the Rays play and it you used would, to be Suncoast Stadium. What is it now? The trop the, the, it tro- the Trop Tropicana, whatever. That building, that should be a whole lot better for that baseball team. Considering some of the success they've had, they should have a much better facility. But don't get me started on that. But that's very cool (laughs) that OJ did that. Yeah, I'm on a (laughs) – He's like, tangent. It's already too late. Tangent alert.
0: It's already too late. Uh, Yeah, so so he was telling us that story about the foul Mm -hmm. ball. And then Mark finds that he threw out the first pitch as well. He threw out the first pitch.
1: Not in that game, but in 2017, he threw out the first pitch. So I was thinking, you've been there, right? Yeah, he's been there. It's funny – also, because I went there with Lovey Smith at Wrigley Field, but I as I was asking the question, I realized, of course Lovey's been to Wrigley Field and has probably thrown out some first Multiple pitches. Multiple first pitches. And probably sang the, the Well, that's what I asked him, and he did not, I believe, sing hmm. Take Me Out to the Ball Game. But you know Lovey Smith's been to a Super Bowl in of Chicago. Yeah. He's gonna throw out the first pitch. My gosh, even if he hadn't. So
0: Yes. Multiple games for O.J. Yeah. Howard. Anyway, it was great to catch up with. Uh, but uh, let's get into all-access, shall we? Big news mm-hmm. dropped this week. We have not discussed it together on the air, but the Texans, they made it official on Monday. Jack Easterby no longer part of the organization. Cal McNair sent out a statement yesterday. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because as I was driving into work this morning, Payne and Pintergast mm-hmm. played. John Harris and Mark Vandermeer reacting to the news live because Drew and I were actually at, this is where we all were at when the news dropped, yes. when Adam Schefter's tweet dropped. Uh, Mark and Johnny live on the air doing Texans Monday. Sitting in this
2: studio where Sitting we're broadcasting in the studio, now.
0: Yes, Drew and I inside the bubble because the Texans Across held an extra practice. Mm-hmm. So we're both on our phones. I think Drew texted it to our, our group text. I don't know if that's yeah. how Johnny saw it. That's how guys, Johnny saw it. It was a
2: nice early 8 a.m. practice. It's about 8.06, 8.07. Dudes are stretching. It's me. Maybe three or four other reporters out there covering it. And two of them just quickly walked behind me back towards the entrance. And I was sort of moving slowly mentally because I was about a half a cup of coffee in. And I just sort of thought, mm, what's going on Something's here? Something's happening. So I whipped out the phone, checked Twitter. And it was everywhere, though. Yes, yeah. and I instantly uh, grouped, texted it to you two, John, and one of our other friends, Jay McDevitt, for right. the breaking news uh, tweets, which, which always happen on that text thread.
1: Let me hijack this moment just to paint the picture here, because <laughs> when you're on the air live, okay, you don't really check your phone that much, but I do, because... Maybe I'm getting a message that's relevant to the show, right? Or maybe something happened with a kid at school. So you kind of glance at it every once in a while. It is good that you checked
0: it, because otherwise you might have waited until the first break.
1: But I didn't check it. I didn't feel the buzz or whatever. My phone was out, and maybe I didn't hear it or feel it or whatever. Look, it's Monday after the bye. What's possibly happening? We got the monitors on with uh, ESPN and NFL Network, by the way. The monitors are on, but they didn't get to it right away either. So... I'm talking, and in this clip we'll play, you can hear me talking, and all of a sudden, I clearly see something that totally distracts me, and I'm wondering, where am I going with this? And this is, you know, some interesting news. And I think that's what we're talking about here, the breaking news aspect of this more than the news itself. I start to react, take it away. Hold
2: on, before we do, broadcasting professional, Mark Vandermeer, also very friendly guy, talkative guy, never at a loss for words, (laughs) Mark Vandermeer. At a loss for a words. A loss for
0: words, and you know what? I heard this on Payne and Pennergast, and I thought we got to replay this for anyone that missed it because you can tell the exact moment
1: where I see when it.
0: Mark sees the news. I'm so. trying
1: to tell my Red Zone story. <laughs> That's what I'm. I'm getting into He's getting into the my Red whole Zone story. bit about Red Zone hijacking your entire day. Right, that you see the intro to Red Zone, and they might as well be saying you're not going anywhere for seven hours. Welcome to Red Zone. <laughs> You and the couch will get very familiar with Is each other. Is that where you were going with that I was story? about to go into that oh, whole okay, thing. Okay, okay. It would have been better live, trust <laughs> me, <laughs> uh, at the it. moment yesterday. But this happened. And there's an intro to the day of Red Zone. Yeah. And uh, it's it's really incredible stuff. I mean, just have to uh, see something. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah. Oh, well, here's a story. Breaking news. Adam Schefter... All right, let me make sure we got the blue check mark here. Yeah, this is not Ad Adarn This is Shister. all right. This is Adam Schefter, and I'll read you the tweet from Schefter. Wait, who, are you, you're sure it's from Schefter? Let's make sure, Johnny. I'm, I'm checking. <laughs> Johnny, while I vamp, you fact check yes, and make sure it's is, Schefter. It is, it is from. It's A- already K- got 203 M- quote tweets. Yeah. All right, here's Schefter. A significant shakeup in Houston.
0: Great stuff. I think that's tremendous that you guys were able to read the tweet, verify (laughs) the tweet, live on the air. I feel like if I I had been listening live, I would have been on the edge of my seat. Like, what news are they about to break live on the air? You should have seen
1: Johnny's face. All right, so I'm not looking at my phone. Johnny checks his while I'm trying to tell my red zone story. And I see the look on his face, face. and I'm thinking, okay, somebody died, something major happened. Like I was, like he was just shocked when he saw (laughs) that news. Although the timing of it, I
2: think, is more. You got to be wary with John because he'll he'll do a. Oh my. Uh, and it's like oh oh It's and dramatic, and
1: it's, yeah. It's, it's
0: like, like college player. It's like the pulling
2: guard. Yeah. Yeah. Southwest Missouri, Missouri State. Pendant
1: Hooker has a hangnail. Oh my gosh, <laughs> going into next week's game. It's a lot of alliteration for an anxious anchor right there. <laughs> what are the Vols going to do? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. You never know with Johnny, you're right, but and me too because I tend to be dramatic, but I saw it and I thought, "Okay. This is a tweet. There's no statement. I knew there was no statement from the organization. I had heard nothing about this. Well, from we had anybody just come else. back from
0: the bye. Nobody had been in the building all yeah. weekend. We were pretty much out Friday, Thursday as well. So we just come back, first day of practice. It's unusual to practice on a Monday anyway. And then and then that dropped. But you guys did have a chance to catch up with Nick Casario, who has yeah. not addressed He addressed the media last week. He probably yeah. won't be doing that for a while. For another
1: month at least. For probably. another month
0: at least. And so I know that interview is going to air tomorrow night.
1: Uh, it will air Wednesday night. But here is one thing he had to say when I asked him about what Cal McNair's statement was about, which is football operations duties, moving forward, the departure of Jack to be the parting of the ways and how things would be handled. You know, Jack had a lot of impact on a lot of people. Um, Did a lot of good things for the organization in the period that he was here. So certainly it's important to acknowledge that and and respect that. Um, You know, we'll look at things just from a football operation perspective and allocate the responsibilities accordingly. Um, There'll be some heavy lifting that we'll kind of have to redistribute. But, you know, we'll do the best we can moving forward. And just try to make sure that we're doing things that are required week to week to make sure that we're prepared both on the field and then behind the scenes kind of logistically.
0: All right. So interesting to see how that sort of shakes out now that Jack Easterby's gone, what the rest of those duties are, who well, they go to. I know we we had a chance to meet with Lovey Smith yesterday morning, but the news the, the statement wasn't out yet. Yeah. So Lovey, I feel like tomorrow morning may address it a little bit more in detail, whatever he can, although I feel like football operations is you know, maybe something more under Nick's umbrella that he'll handle and love. He's obviously dealing with the team. So, Whatever Jack Easterby did that sort of fell under Lovey's realm, maybe Lovey will address tomorrow. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I how Lovey's going I think it's mostly
1: Nick's it. realm, but there's some overlap there and travel and things like that. Now, I was very clear when this broke. I said, you know, Jack, it, relatively recently, has been handling a lot of logistical stuff and travel and nutritional services and the weight room people. And, you know, he's got a whole support staff underneath him that helps operate this thing logistically this thing meaning the football operation of it all not really personnel or decisions like that i know he was interim gm a couple of years ago but i made that clear when the story broke but it's news and we reported it
2: yeah it's an understandable reaction on both angles there that you talk about because whatever you want to say he was a big big part of some things Mm -hmm. so whether your role was changed over time or not adjusted People will still remember. So sure. it's uh, there's, yeah. there's been a reaction, and understandably so.
0: And that tweet, what did you say? It got how many 200 quote tweets well, within that, that first few minutes? Within
1: minutes. minutes. I like, don't know what it has it now. It picked up
0: steam fast.
1: Yeah, when people are quote tweeting like crazy, and I mean, there was no ratio here. It, it's It caught fire. Yeah. And, uh, and the world went to work on it. And the Texans did not release a statement from chairman and CEO Cal McNair until later, a little bit later on in the it was day. In the afternoon. You know, a lot of things have to be worked out in a situation like this, and they were. So good luck to him. Good luck to the Texans. You know, as far as the immediate future goes, as Nick said, you have some football operations stuff to work out. And again, those are logistical things, uh, but they have the personnel. They have the staff here to do it. The staff is in place to do it and make things work smoothly, and the Texans will go to Las Vegas for the Sunday game. Can't wait.
0: All right, well, on that note, the Texans did hold an extra day of practice yesterday after having the weekend off. It was extra prep, actually, for both teams because the Raiders also had a bye in Week 6. Back at practice was tight end Brevin Jordan. He could be back after missing three games. I know we caught up with OJ Howard earlier, but it'll be nice to get Brevin back because uh, we talked to him in the locker room after the game. I asked him when exactly he was well, injured. I thought he, I thought he got injured in week two at Denver. He said he did something in week one, and then it sort of reaggravated in week two. So now he's had three full weeks off, three full games off, plus the bye week. And hopefully he can play in front of a hometown crowd. He's from Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, it's been a month since he limped off the field in Denver because he Mm -hmm. went into that game kind of banged up. and It it looked bad coming off the field. But, yeah, I was on the the periphery of DP's interview yesterday with Jordan, and he was amped up. He's He's excited. He's been a little quiet, understandably so. He's been in pain. He's been working through things. He hasn't been playing. So you haven't seen or heard as much from him. But, uh, boy, the zillion-kilowatt personality of Brevin Jordan – was back on yesterday and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, he's he's never played in this stadium before. He hasn't played back in Las Vegas since high school. Mm. So he and he's a very proud uh, resident is a Las Vegan or Las? How would you say? Uh, that? Las
0: Las vegan. vegan. Las that's, that's a Las
1: Vegas resident that doesn't eat meat. A Las Vegan <laughs> or dairy, but
2: yeah. he's proud to be from there. <laughs> he's excited to go back. And hey, the Texans could use him. They they could use some more yes. firepower oh, at yes. any position, yes. especially at the tight end spot where you've added Aikens and you've gotten good stuff from Howard. So it's going to be fun to. See. And I say tight end. He is a tight end, but. He's more of a big receiver and a weapon, kind of, in a way. I like this group. Mm-hmm. I like this group because this they,
1: they group. all complement each other, they right? Really do. And, you know, the blocking part of it is so big. You know, you'd love to get three tight ends out there blocking at the same time. But they could all make plays through the air. You know that's true about Aikens. You know it's true with Howard, obviously. And mm-hmm. you've seen it with Brevin Jordan as well. Let's go.
0: He says he really is excited about playing in this 13 personnel formation with Pep Hamilton's offense, and I'm happy for him. I, last year he was a rookie. He was inactive for all those games up front. Remember, he, he was, like, inactive yeah. for seven games. and then, then he got going. And then he got going, and then he caught three touchdown
1: mm-hmm. passes,
0: and you just want to sort of see that chemistry grow again. You want the Texans to build off of the win that they had at Jacksonville, uh, which is really what Lovey Smith addressed yesterday. He talked about how – Not happy with how the team has finished games for the first quarter of the season, but there have been some bright spots on offense, defense, and special teams. He is hopeful that the team is trending in the right direction, though, following their last game, which was a win at Jacksonville. So... Uh, you know the, the, this Texans team. Hopefully, they can get it, they got it going in Jacksonville, and they can build on that here with the Raiders. We we're also one and four.
1: I feel like they've been getting a little bit better every week, running the football a little bit better offensively. You saw some good plays against the Chargers. You saw some good plays against the Jags. You want to see the complete game offensively. You feel like you haven't seen it yet, right? They scored 13 points against Jacksonville. How about holding the Jags to six when the next week the Jags go up to Indy and they score a bunch of points and coulda, woulda, shoulda won that game. But they made some questionable decisions, but we'll get to them later. I just think that they're getting a little – the Texans are getting a little better every week. It's got to continue. You want to make that big jump. You want to have a breakout game offensively. I don't know if it happens this Sunday or against the Titans the week after – but you wanna see it, you wanna see that progress. And seeing each week go by, especially this week when the Texans didn't play,
2: it's the bitterest of sweetest emotions when you look at what you see out there around the league. Mm. It's like mm. on one hand, we can hang with any of these teams. Yeah. You know, that, that you see kind of scuffling along. And then on the other hand, you think, How the hell did we lose that game? Yeah. How in the Denver, hell did we lose that game? Chicago What the hell was going on in I will this name one? Them for you know, you. I mean it's right. Week after week after week. Yeah, well, look,
1: Denver. I thought could have beaten the Chargers last night. Yeah. Certainly could have done it. You know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. He'll put together a couple of throws in a row. You think, okay, that's him. That's him. He's back. Especially He's with
2: back. that 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 set of weapons he has.
1: Yeah. You know. But then it goes bad he'll have a bad play or that O-line just springs too many leaks and all of a sudden he's down on the ground or whatever. He just can't move the way. You're so used to seeing Russell Wilson go whoop, whoop, escape and run and make things happen that way. He can still do that a little bit, but not the way he could. But the point is this. You're right. There's so many what-ifs against Denver, Chicago, even the Charger game sure. where you got that turnover and a touchdown would have given you the lead. Obviously, the Colts game when you're up 20-3 to and in a 20-20 tie. Yeah, you can hang with any of these teams. You can beat any of these teams. You can beat the Raiders. They have a lot of talent. They're 1-4. Their record is worse than the Texans. We'll see. Look, they're going to be coming off to buy two. Guns blazing, thinking we can get back into this AFC West. It's not as good as we thought, other than the Chiefs. They're really good, but they just lost to the Bills at home, so we'll see. The Raiders are feeling like, hey, we win. We're two games back of the Chiefs. A long way to go. A lot of football left, as the coaches like to say. See where it goes.
0: One other hot read. There is no suspension currently for wide receiver Devontae Adams. Uh, If you remember, he pushed a photographer following that Raiders loss at Arrowhead. A police report was filed, but the NFL plans to wait on the decision until the legal situation is resolved. I know heading into the bye, we all saw that and thought, ooh, they may be without Devontae Adams for week Uh seven, but looks like he's going to probably get to play because I just don't see – uh, a legal situation resolving. I don't wish Sunday. a
1: suspension on anyone, but I think he, he might want to just sit alone and meditate in and a just room. think about what he did. And think about just what he did, Sunday. yes. Classic. Just, just to be sure. Uh, and I've seen a lot of Zupruder analysis of that situation. Well, from every angle. That, well, and I knew that every would come angle. out because the first angle was the TV copy. Okay, we saw that. But I see all these people in the TV copy holding up phones. So I figure, all right, let's mm-hmm. get the phone videos circulating. And eventually they did. And you see that the the guy whoever it was a photographer assistant or He's whoever a freelancer was, yeah freelancer comes right in front of him i mean really breaks his his momentum right he had to break stride going into the locker room no there's no excuse for pushing the guy but the but is you know when you're when you walk in front of a player in that situation coming in or out of the tunnel you could expect it's not going to go well, right? You don't want to disrupt the momentum. You don't want to have them have to break stride for you, and he was right in front of them. So, yeah, the alpha reaction, the anger reaction was push, and that's what he did. Yeah, there should be some sort of uh, penalty. I don't know about a crime, but there should be some sort of penalty for him. And I like meditating in a room alone and missing the Texans <laughs> game. Thank you.
0: But imagine going into the bye week with that being your last game, to lose to the Chiefs division rival in that way. In that
1: way. In running that Running into each other. Ugh. I want to see plenty of running into each other from these Raider <laughs> receivers this weekend. Can we get that going?
0: I like that play, running into each other. Yes. I mean, that was so bizarre because, I mean, Devonte Adams has done a lot of nice things for that Raiders offense, but the fact that they invested so much money this offseason – into him. I mean, when that story broke in the offseason, the signing mm-hmm. of Devonte Adams, everyone thought, "Oh, okay, the Raiders are unstoppable." Derek Carr gets Devonte Adams, and they sign Chandler Jones, who hasn't even had a sack this year.
1: You could still be disruptive, though. You
0: can be disruptive, but Max Crosby on the other side gotten a lot. He's, he's
1: frightening. He's new baby though, sense. can we get the sleep deprivation <laughs> the <new> going? <laughs> Drew,
0: what do you? What, do, what is your analysis on mm-hmm. the new baby and getting?
2: Well, yeah, you got to you got to think that that's going to take some sort of toll. Although a lot of the guys that I've talked with here on the Texans over the years. The don't and leave ha- they'll leave the house. Yeah, they, <laughs> they will. They're not going through what most of uh, the, they will. the new fathers of the world Look, are going through. training camp, I'm going to yeah, share this.
1: This is this is inside the walls. This was a long time ago, like probably a decade and a half. But uh, training camp, launch meeting, not all the veterans had to stay at the hotel. But if you have a baby crying or something like mm. that at home, you want to get away, you want to be at the hotel, you want to stay there instead to fully focus they and will accommodate your family. and abandon your family. <laughs> they will accommodate you. Look, this is professional sports. Abandoning your family is part of the gig sometimes.
0: Well, that's why Drew enjoyed going to the Greenbrier so much. You'd have like back to back babies in like June or July or August. And then like, sorry, was like, sorry, I've got to go to West Virginia for three straight weeks.
2: 2018 with two weeks away was a little bit like yeah, it was like an adult summer camp of sorts. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of, all, all I have got to, got to do is great work,
1: great sleep, yeah. Yeah. You go that, to bed whenever you want, sleep the all the night secret, long. DP, that's the secret of a lot of guys and maybe gals too Uh Uh, the the stay-at-home spouse has to deal with a lot of stuff yes and anybody who's stayed home for one day with babies or very young kids fully grasps this right going to work is like a vacation compared to that absolutely
2: yes
0: well i think even when you've stayed home with your kids going to work is a vacation because when you've been home with your kids Day after day after day, and then you get to go to work and just be around adults and sit in a chair. I don't know. It's (laughs) It's kind of nice. Can we rewind a sec, though? Because we brought
2: up the running into each other. That's that's Mm -hmm. what happened on the final play of regulation Raiders, Chiefs, a couple Raider receivers. As the Vince Lombardi of young youth flag football. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> self-proclaimed mm-hmm. Vince Lombardi, Mark Vander. Yeah. I've kind of dabbled. I'm like a um I don't want to say like a John Jenkins or a Wade Phillips, but I've oh, been. Are like, you
1: offensive coordinator? I've of your been team?
2: I've done a little bit of assisting in okay, this. Good. And one of the things that keeps popping up time after time after time. When you're a receiver, don't run to the same spot as another receiver. We want <laughs> yeah. we want space. And I saw that happen, and I, mm-hmm. I instantly thought of Flag football. my son's teams, and I'm mm-hmm. helping coach. Yeah, so yeah, that's
1: oh. good stuff. No, they, the kids do do that. But what they they're also like do— like magnets. And sometimes I'll see— They
0: all want to run towards the ball, or they're just toward, all toward running toward each other. Toward just each like, other. Like, you know. They
1: don't do—the kids often don't do hard enough cuts, right? right. Run three steps cut hard right and run it flat to the sideline oh, meaning rounded, straight to the side lazy the, cuts, yeah they'll yeah. round <laughs> up lazy and cuts. that enables the db whoever it is right to come up and help make a play you have hard cuts and run it flat to the sideline oh, yeah. now you're open but you need the qb to get the ball there so like with these kids coaching them i encounter that kind of thing a lot and i'm
2: not going to blame the kids cuz you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen it Put the onus on me as a it's coach. It's all you but, as a coach. Yeah. But it felt nice seeing some professionals <laughs> <laughs> run into the same sort of stuff that I have run oh, into no, with my team.
0: Drew's like, ago. I got to do a better job of coaching this team. I got to do a better job of. That's right.
1: Anybody who watches a lot of sports, you should and you've never coached a kid's team, you should really try to coach a kid's team. And they're always looking for coaches, too. If you go to an I-9 or something like that, they'll vet you, and you'll be able to coach some kids. And it's a pleasure to coach kids and teach them some things. But also, you see, it gives you a tiny little speck of a glimpse of what the pros go through Mm -hmm. in that hey, I told the kid to do this, and he's not doing it. Why not? Or he did it a little bit differently, and it cost us. We turned the ball over, whatever the case may be, and it's fascinating to watch it play out.
0: All right, this next hot read elicited actually a cheer from Drew Doherty sitting behind me yesterday. Mm -hmm. The Tax Act Texas Bowl Legends were announced yesterday. The Tax Act Texas Bowl Committee selected the 2022 Class of Gridiron Legends so the honorees they include number one overall pick and three time Pro Bowl Cowboys defensive end Ed Tall Jones. I think that was what Drew was cheering about, as well Cow- as
2: Cowboy or not, too tall. Anybody named Tootall is Drew awesome. Drew was super yeah, excited. tall Jones is cool. It's
0: I instantly opened my email because I was like, after the Easter readings. I'm like, now what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, if he was excited about Tall Jones, uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame member Warren Moon, and former awesome. University of Houston and College Football Hall of Fame member Elmo Wright were among those selected and i think mark you had a chance to catch up with warren moon as yes, well. I did. so let's hear from him
2: yeah it is uh, quite an honor because you know whenever you can get uh you know put in the same company as a mean joe green or earl campbell or mike singletary or some of the other great names that are that are uh, gridiron legends uh it, it's something that makes you feel very special so to be involved in this this uh this group of guys that I'm going in with this year with Rodney Hampton, guys I played against, uh, Ed Tuttle-Jones, uh, Santana Dotson. I mean, all these guys were great players in their own right and and really um, contributed a lot to Texas football. So uh, it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of that group.
1: I love talking with Warren Moon. I mean, what a legend. Uh, I That interview is going to air later this week on Texans Radio. Oh, okay, nice. I just... Really enjoy listening to him talk about the game, his relationship with Andre Ware. That's awesome. Andre's like his little brother, which is funny to me because Andre is not a little brother to me. (laughs) But to Warren Moon, he is. Because Warren was doing the run and shoot. Well, not the run and shoot. Warren was doing the Oilers system while Andre's doing the run and shoot. And he said he was a little jealous of Andre being able to throw the ball as much as he did at the University of Houston. But... Of course, the roughing the passer topic comes up. And mm, kids gets, today, you know, he the got rules today. In the day. Could you yeah. imagine what Warren Moon and Dan Marino would do in today's game? They probably still be playing. <laughs> uh, I mean, Warren played into his 40s. You know, you could do this Think about uh, today and be so well protected mm-hmm. and to have that kind of arm in today's game with the rules that the DBs have. That'd be awesome for him. Think
2: about some of the abuse he took, not just over the, the course of his NFL career, no no doubt about that, but like the first three years with the Oilers, they were not good. 84, mm-hmm. 85, 86. I mean, that's when... They were blacked out a lot of the time here locally. Yeah, you didn't see it. They that didn't hit the their thing. stride till 87. When Kids?
1: They hit the playoffs. Yeah. <gasps> Kids, they would not show the game on television if it wasn't sold out 72 <laughs> yes, hours in correct. advance. Can you imagine that? Although on the radio, that's kind of nice. But I always say big game is big game. You want all the games on TV. And, you know, Warren had to endure all that racism and insults and everything like that. And he still made the Hall of Fame.
0: So I wasn't in Houston when Warren Moon was playing. Did they black out a lot of games they here?
1: They did, yeah. For a lot of... Because the Dome, they,
2: they couldn't sell it out all the time. They did sometimes, but mm-hmm. not all the time. And, and they a lot went of, t- out of the playoffs a lot. The, well, they went every year from 87 through 93. Oh, okay. But what, what happened a lot of times when they did get a sellout, a grocery store would come in on Friday or Thursday. I can't remember. Buy out the rest of the buy tickets. Buy the remaining few yeah. thousand Thursday. to make sure that there was a, so a sellout. Tough. But sometimes it didn't happen. And, you know, it, it was more frequent that they'd come in and buy them in those playoff years mm-hmm. as opposed to those... You know, post Love You Blue, pre run and Well, that's, that's
0: like just like in Indianapolis, except yeah. the Colts were just really, really, really bad in those years. But the same thing when they got a little bit better when Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback. And I think when they drafted Marshall Falk, somebody would, an entity mm-hmm. would come in, buy the remaining tickets, they'd be on television. But I, could, I remember just only watching them for away games yep. and listening to the radio broadcast, which I think really harnessed a love of radio.
1: Thank you. That's I good. Think, I
0: think it, it really inspired I, me to, you know, want to do something in radio because I, I listened to so much of it.
1: That's awesome. Did I tell you that when we played the Colts, I was on Bill Brooks' podcast, former Colt receiver from Boston University. But you didn't talk.
0: You talk. You, he was one of the. All time leading receivers for the Colts back in the day, and you guys right. talked about Boston most of the
1: time. Yeah, because he went to hear my Mark alma mater. His office, <laughs> of course. About
0: the, wait, is he still talking to Bill Brooks? Who I'm about to take
1: to? over your podcast, and <laughs> three people will like it. That's it. That's
0: right. Everybody that thinks are going to hear from Bill Brooks in his uh, days in the NFL. No, sorry, that's not what you're going to hear about. All right, what you are going to hear about, we're going to preview the Raiders as well as, hey, Mark was watching the Red Zone. I'm sure Drew was. We all were some of our top moments from the weekend. We're getting all that. Plus, we'll go around the NFL. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Welcome back to Texans All Access. Back after a bye, a very early buy. I think O.J. Howard said he wasn't even sore. I was not even that tired. Usually you're exhausted by the (laughs) buy. It seems very early, so I don't know how these next 12 weeks are about to go. It, it's a good
1: point. You know, my theory is, and I base this on no science whatsoever, so it's a Vander theory. Like most of your theories, Which means it's yes. probably mm-hmm. not true, but my theory is it's good for the rookies. It's good for the rookies because oh. you want to get them before, before the pain hits, before the wall really hits. I don't think it's really hit yet. So give them this break now. You can get sort of re-energized and get a little blast coming out of here. And I don't know what happens in December and whatever you have in January. Well, you get the mini buy in three more games. That's kind of play cool the Thursday too.
2: nighter, and so
1: yeah. Lovey's well aware of that too, and Nick too. We were talking with both about of them about mini The mini buy is a thing for them. They know they play three games, and boom, they got a weekend off. It's not a ton of time but it's a weekend off. You have to endure that short week leading leading up to the Philly game, November 3rd, Battle Red Night, Battle Red Helmets. Super cool. Wait till you see Wait the gear see and the imagery and the stuff we're going to put out so on social cool. media. It is. We just saw a preview of it today. It is unreal. Like, I could just stare at it for days. But that's going to be good to endure that because then you get the weekend off and you're at home for a Thursday night, which I think is Monumentally important to be home for a Thursday night game. Those are tough travel games.
0: We had a couple of early Thursday night games. I, I feel like we did one, and we did New England mm-hmm. Thursday night game, yep. didn't and we? In do 2016?
1: Like, that was brutal. That was yeah, like the worst early of the in the worst. season.
0: It's like a, you hate to have a mini bye as soon as yeah, the season. Especially starts. going
1: there, a, a Thursday night game travel situation. Like Philly's got to come here. That's not great for them. I think Thursday night they should really try to be geographically friendly. You know what I mean? Right now, these are well, not be- complaining too much about Philadelphia. No, I'm not complaining about them. But if I were them, I might complain a little bit. Although when you travel here from the East Coast, that's not too bad, right? Because you're gaining the hour. But let's say you're Denver and you got to go play Jacksonville or something on a Thursday night. I don't know if they would schedule that, but that stinks. You're going against body clock. On a short week, they should really avoid that. They possibly do. I got to check the Thursday nighters and make sure they do that. And then I'll talk to Mike North of the league and see. And make your
0: complaints. All right. You well earlier we started off the show talking about the red zone and your Uh rant with the red zone about how you're glued to the TV. Were you guys glued to the red zone? Because I think after the noon games, I was like, "How these are there's so many upsets." My kid was was supposed to do homework. All
1: right. So I have a 16 year old. Right. He's supposed to do homework. It's pretty serious stuff. Right. I'm just going to watch a little. That is this not is my, happening. Th- th-
0: that's, that's the problem you know, house, Two
1: hours so. later, I'm like, get out of here! You know, there was like one <laughs> tiny yours, little But you're too
0: busy <laughs> to be glued to the TV to actually escort him back to well, where he needs to we're go. We're talking
1: about all the games and all the things yeah. happening. The one thing I don't like about Red Zone is sometimes there's something that happens in a game and I want them to stay with that game yes. and let it breathe a yeah. little bit. Let me see the replay and let me dissect the situation. They're like, nope, now we're going to L.A. And I'm like, oh my
2: gosh, here I we go. I wasn't
1: glued to the Red Zone. My right...
2: Uh, my right sideburn was glued to the side of the couch because I was exhausted, okay. but I was watching the Giants-Ravens and just in and out of that one. It was nice. It was very...
1: Oh, so you actually watched a, lazy a game? lazy
2: afternoon. Yeah, well, parts of it because I was... Sleeping? for other parts of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I had the red zone on because my kids all want to watch the red zone, but it is frustrating because I don't like it. I, I like to know the flow of a game, yeah. and that Jaguars-Colts game, I guess they went to a long commercial break, but I just...
1: Wait, still, did you watch that game?
0: I watched it on the Red Zone.
1: Uh, on the Red Zone, right. Was so, that on TV? Well, they're no. going back and forth, locally so you weren't right. watching the whole locally.
0: thing. Okay, so locally it wasn't on, so I didn't have a choice to watch That's it. That's another question, But I wanted though. to watch that game. Why how, was that game not on here? Locally? How
1: insulted should we be that an AFC South
0: <laughs> contest
1: was not on in Houston that KHOU, and I'm not sure if it's like better to them or not. But
0: why would we want to watch, what was on the Giants and the Ravens? Giants
1: and Ravens. They're both winning teams right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, but they affect, I mean, I I guess. I there's guess. more Could fans be, probably Are there Baltimore Ravens and Giants fans here? No, well, I was
2: born in Baltimore, so. <laughs> yeah, it's just so for Drew. Drew. No, but and like, you were sleeping through the game. <laughs> well, one's from New York. One's, you know been great for the last 20 years with like the exception of three seasons. It's Lamar if, Jackson
1: if, versus a hot Giants exactly. team. Well, yeah. that's
0: the, okay, fine. But the Giants are on... Prime time, all the time. I see them plenty more than I would care to see. But if the Texans were four and one instead of one and four, the Jaguars Colts game would have been on. Correct? Uh, Is that how they decide that? No. I feel like we've always gotten divisional games. Yeah,
1: I think I think not necessarily. You, we've always got divisional MVP. games because the Colts were still good, right? So when the Texans were playing well and competing for divisional, but we've championships, never been good
0: at the same time.
1: No, I know, but the Colts were still relevant and a threat to win the division. Yes because the Texans won the division 9 and 7, 9 and 7. You know, those were the Colts were right there. They were 8 and 8 both those years and you had to beat them late up there in order to make it play happen. Each other the playoffs. Okay. 2018, yeah, very tight. So I think that's why you would have seen that game. Right now, I think all bets are, are off.
0: The Colts, are at the top of the division now.
1: Yeah, I know, but no one's no one's believing Barely. in them,
0: Barely, but I still think that you should show the divisional matchup because I agree. You're I think I feel like they do it if your team is contending for the division and so they just make that decision that ah the, the fans don't care anymore it, we'll just show them another game
1: it's a lack of respect for the it AFC is a lack of respect.
0: and it's early in the season you know there's a still a Six. lot of
2: weight though to be put under one team has the MVP a very uh, not the MVP but an MVP very electric player Lamar Jackson and a team that's winning from New York people care about that
1: I guess so. Really, in Houston, you care about. I think they care more about that than this. Colts and Jaguars. Were the
0: Bengals Saints? Was that on at the same time? Because I would think more people would want to watch Saints. I did not check Fox
1: to see what was on there. I was so glued to Red Zone, to be honest with you. I knew the Giants were on because my father-in-law is a Giants fan because he grew up there.
2: I think Mm. Packers Jets was on, Fox.
0: Oh, I think you might be right. Right.
1: well, because no, Jets, Jets were the, for the road team, team, but they messed that up. To not mess that up, they've changed that up to where it's not automatically the road team's network. A CBS team, the Jets are. I sounded like Yoda there. A CBS <laughs> team, the Jets are.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I like the upsets. I like the slate of upsets. That's why I like the red zone. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I kind of want to get into the flow of the game. And then last night, speaking of kids watching a game. Um, my middle son, I let him watch Monday night football if his homework is done. Yeah. So generally, we will sit and watch the. This fourth is Joey. This is Joey, former so we'll, kid
1: reporter. Former
0: kid reporter. We'll watch uh, the fourth, the end of the fourth quarter together, and then it goes into overtime. Oh, and yeah. I was like, "Sorry, you got to go to bed." And my husband's like, "Well, but you know, it's it's a it's good overtime. game. It's overtime. It's overtime." And I thought, "You can't." We gotta set the rule before the game starts.
1: Correction to your husband, it was a close game, not a good game. There's a difference.
0: (laughs) I didn't think it was a good game either. I think close
1: (laughs) is good too, and you know any play could end the game, and that's interesting. But I was kind of pulling for Denver last night for some reason. I just I hate seeing this happen to Russell Wilson. It's so, it's so sad, really. But I'm happy that Denver settled with that big contract and they made a huge mistake. Yet, I kind of like Russell Wilson. I'm thinking, oh, you poor guy. You're just looking terribly.
0: But, you know, at the same time, J.C. Jackson was benched for the Chargers. Like, what's up with these, like, super overpriced, like, off-season signings not paying out?
1: Be careful signing these Maybe the
0: expectation is so high. Why do you think the the Patriots don't
1: really delve into that? The really Mm -hmm. high-priced guys. They don't do it. They don't do it. They wouldn't even pay Tommy Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. They wouldn't pay on the big contract because he would take less money because his wife made so much more. Is he getting that money now? You by don't the way, in, the win divorce? in
2: March you want to win in February. That's the whole thing.
0: You don't. You don't. But okay, mm-hmm. with the red zone, I have an idea. Here is my business idea.
1: Okay. Um,
0: teams that are in scoring position, also teams that have any sort of something entertaining happening on the sideline. Because there were a couple of games where that was happening,
1: and you weren't getting it on. And red I wasn't zone?
0: getting like the Panthers, the whole um, Robbie. Um, Oh, Robbie Anderson Anderson. Anderson getting yelled at on the sideline. I had to find that on Twitter.
1: Was the Brady yelling at his... The Brady yelling
0: was not... That
1: was not on Red Zone? I didn't see
0: it on Red Zone. I saw that on Twitter as well. Yeah, I might have... Because
1: I had the second screen going as well. I had the laptop going, so I might have seen that as well. But I think Red
0: Zone should have the games and then a box of, here's some extracurriculars that you might be interested in.
1: But you know what? Johnny made a good point. Like, you can't even pause Red Zone. Because there's nothing that catch there's up. No there's no or commercials thing. or any moments. You know, every once in a while, everybody's in a TV timeout and they'll show a graphic or something. But like, oh, right back to Cleveland we go. And man, your head's spinning. So I don't know if they have time to do all those moments.
0: They they could have an extra box. I mean, sometimes you're seeing like three games at a time. Yeah, I know. If they're all in they're scoring do position. That. They don't. But like I, to do I felt that, like I, I couldn't. The big news of the day I didn't get. I I. But I get. I'm interested in stuff like that. Of course, you you know, good celebrations, good fights, Mm -hmm. all of the above. I think they should. The Brady
1: thing, and we talked about it a bit with OJ Howard, but I think it's big that Brady wasn't with his team. I think it's a bad, bad look because.
0: But then he was yelling at his (laughs) O-line.
1: But it's important you're with the team, right? Isn't it important to be with the team?
0: Well, I don't think he knew that that Robert Kraft was getting married.
1: It doesn't matter. Don't not be with the team. You should be with the team. Who didn't know?
0: So, so Robert Kraft's wedding was apparently a surprise wedding. They all thought they were going for something. Yeah, else. but he was still in right? New
1: York, at, right? On right. Night. So yeah. it doesn't matter. What did, what did no
0: true true? What did but, Brady but it say was, he had to do? But we would have never known that. Would we have known that if Robert Kraft? But wasn't his teammates
1: would have known it, DP, yeah. and it would have gotten out anyway. Well, it would have gotten out. I know we went over this. I don't think anybody though. I don't
0: think anybody would be yelling from the o line. They were just sitting and listening to him.
1: I know he's them. the greatest. You know what? He doesn't need to be with the team cuz he knows everything, but they need him <laughs> to be with them. Does that make sense? They need him to be there. More than he Still very needs early, to be though. there. Still very early. Still very, very. But early. they need to see him and be around he has to be there to affect things in the culture. Sure he cannot show up and throw darts on Sunday. He's that good. But they need him to be around. That's my take. They
0: need him to be running. All right. We're going to go around the league. Some more interesting stories and your weekly Jerry Jones update because he talks every single Tuesday. Oh, wow. Must listen to radio up in Dallas. It's all coming up. One final segment of Texans all access. Final segment of Texans all access. We go around the NFL. I feel like we give a update on Dak Prescott every single week. And last time, uh, when Cooper Cup was winning, mm-hmm. um, Cooper Cooper Rush, not Cooper Cup. When Cooper oh, yeah. Rush was winning, uh, Jerry Jones said, "Oh no, Dak is not ready." But oh, well, look at this! All of a sudden, he could make his return this week.
1: Can I He's give so you my mini awesome. Cooper Cup rant though? Sure. Since you brought up the name Cooper accidentally, <laughs> yes. I if, I'd, I'd if, see what you did there. By the way, if I played, if I played mini play, Cooper, mini Cooper, I didn't even do that on purpose. How about that? Drew, you picked Cooper up on Rand. that. Uh-huh. All right. I drive a Hyundai, okay? <laughs> the official car of the Houston Texans. Anyway, if I'm playing the Rams, I am putting two guys on Cooper Cup. They don't throw to anybody else. He's always looking for him. Carolina was hanging in there against the Rams, and I know this because I was rooting for them big against the Rams. I don't know why I root against the Rams. I just do. Now if they're playing the Cardinals, I'll root for the Rams. If they're playing the 49ers, I think I'll root for the 49ers. So there's that. Anyway, yeah,
0: yeah you're right. I mean because I Allen Robinson, like they've all these other weapons, but this seems like if, if I like Mac- in the game-
1: I like McVay, I don't like Stafford. So there's that.
0: Oh, well, that's sad. Well, I guess yeah. he already won his Super Bowl, so you're done with him. You're yeah. ready to move because on to someone. Cuz he's from Highland
1: else. Park. No, it's <laughs> not I, he's probably a nice guy. And I think I interviewed him at the 09 Super Bowl in radio row. I just don't like, ah, I shouldn't get into it. He's probably a nice guy. Maybe I should change my ways, Drew and not be so bitter about certain anything things. Dallas related. Well, yeah. it ties
0: in nicely with my, around the NFL, uh, head coach, Mike McCarthy said that Prescott's going to receive his final medical clearance ahead of Wednesday's practice. So it's not a done deal, but, uh, you know, Prescott has missed five games since he injured his thumb against the Bucks in week one. And they won the first four of those games before they lost to the Eagles here in week six. So Dak Prescott could be back. And it's weird that a week ago, everybody had this quarterback controversy with the Cowboys. And now it's over.
1: They conveniently lost. And Cooper now he's ready to come back through what a couple of picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, OK, now it's time for Dak to come back. You're only as good as your latest game when you're Cooper Rush. All right. You could be the flavor of the month. But as soon as that flavor runs out, as soon as that flavor throws a couple of interceptions, get Dak back in there. Because he's fully capable of throwing a couple of interceptions in a game. So you might as well go with him. Now, he's the franchise guy. You have to go back to Dak Prescott.
0: All right. Well, the Bills Chiefs also took place on Sunday. And it was the most watched NFL on CBS Week 6 game in 15 years. I thought Mark Mark loves TV ratings, Drew, as we wait, wait, know. Wait, wait, wait.
1: But it's the most watched Week 6 CBS game in okay, 15 years. Okay, this is years. a CBS.
0: Okay, so I get these it's weekly specific. CBS yeah. emails, so they only care about CBS, but it averaged 25.4 million viewers. So that's, even if it is just CBS, it's great. great, that's an astronomical number, massive. Okay, so also on CBS was um Alabama, Tennessee, that, that was do? the most watch game on record. Okay, so 25 million for Bills Chiefs, right? Alabama, Tennessee, uh, guests how many viewers that had, just comparing NFL to college.
1: That had uh, 16 and a half.
0: 11.5.
2: Saturday night, over. people got things going
0: on. Baby. It's
1: It was Saturday afternoon, Drew. But it was, not yeah, it quite was, night. It
0: was not night yet. Drew goes to bed early. <laughs> yeah. It was like Saturday night, and I'm in bed. Oh, Lunch God. at
1: four, or dinner at four,
2: yeah.
0: no. It peaked, It peaked though, at one point, the most it had was 17 million. All right, Still, so that's significantly less than... Just a regular Sunday game where there's all these other games.
1: But on. it crushes everything else. College football is the second most popular sport in America. Mm-hmm. All right. So the NBA and Major League Baseball behind college football, TV ratings, attendance. I wouldn't say that because there are a lot of colleges that don't draw well at all. But, you know, you have you know 30,000 might be a small college crowd. It would be massive. You know, NBA doesn't hold that. So don't, you know, go down that avenue. But the TV ratings tell the story here. And the money that the networks are shelling out, the Big Ten network package that just got doled out with USC and UCLA added, college football's huge. It's just not as big as the biggest sport in America, the National Football League.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because, I mean, I had those college games on Saturday since we were just around as well. There's some good college games on as well.
1: Oh, that was was so much fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch. Everybody was a Tennessee fan that day. I don't care who you are. The Texas
0: game was good. I mean, I watched that one. I watched. Other
1: than a Crimson Tide person. You were a Tennessee fan that day. <laughs> you just were. I'm Did sure you, LSU was like, "Go Tennessee!" I didn't. Rocky watch. Top. They carried those
0: goalposts throughout the city, and then there were some people that actually followed the goal, the route of the goalposts throughout the day, which I thought was hilarious. I
1: didn't
2: watch a second of it. I was at a birthday party. <laughs> And I got to hold a goat because there's a petting zoo. It was fun. And then I was watching the Astros game all 18 innings. Oh, the that Astros
0: game. Yeah. Awesome. My, my kids switched to the Astros game. Yeah, but, and I, we, we did like four things. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. game, wow, this game is still on. Yeah, but on. between
1: pitches, I could watch two downs yeah, yeah. and then watch, go back to the game. You watch a whole game in yeah.
0: between pitches. All right. That's going to do it for Texans All Access coming up. Texans matchup where John Harris does not recap the bye. He's going to look ahead to the, the Raiders. Maybe he'll recap Jacksonville. I don't know. You have to tune in and find out. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much, as always. And as always, go Texans. Stay tuned for Texans matchup.